you woke up this morning, it's a good day. If you woke up healthy, it's a good day. If you woke up refreshed, then it's a good day. So get up, get out, get on your way. If you woke up broke, it's still a good day. And if you woke up diseased, it's still a good day. And if you woke up exhausted, still a good day. Because you woke up, so get on your way. Welcome to Travel by Proxy, the show where we leave our house so you don't have to. I'm Andrea. And I'm Aaron. In each episode, we feature a destination anywhere from right in our neighborhood to far off lands. We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it. So whether you're listening to this in your car, on a train, on a plane, or in Spain, you'll learn about something to add to your bucket list. Or to remove from it. In this week's episode, we talk about Red Cow in Uptown Minneapolis, bask in their delicious menu, and enjoy a classic death in the afternoon minus the champagne. So sit back and take a journey with us as we talk about the world outside your window. And what is a death in the afternoon? Well, a death in the afternoon is a classic like Hemingway or Van Gogh cocktail. Mm -hmm. Or Van Gogh, if you don't want to be like weirdly Dutch about it. Van Gogh. Yeah, there you go. You got the real Dutch Mm -hmm. pronunciation. Um, Basically, uh, it is like champagne and absinthe mixed together on ice. And the ideal thing is you just pour yourself a giant glass of it. Because remember, Mm -hmm. all artists are lushes. Mm -hmm. And you let it just slowly melt throughout the afternoon as you drink it and sip it. You sip it. You don't chug it. Okay. So, but we don't have any champagne in this. Right. So We just have... Ice and, and absinthe and sugar and water. So we, so we made an absinthe traditional style. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just wanted to make it sound fancier than it actually was. All right. Well, I mean, we are drinking absinthe, which is such a weird thing for many, many people. It really is, because for many people, so uh, absinthe is an anise-flavored liquor and if or you don't liqueur, know what but it's not really is. a liqueur. It's a liquor. Yeah. If you don't know what anise is, it is the uh, the prevalent flavor in black licorice. Um, so I am not somebody that, somebody that generally likes that, but I don't mind absinthe all of that much. I just have a much smaller portion today, uh, mainly because I do have to drive at some point. That's true. Because I do not live where the spare bedroom studio is. No, although we do have a bed in the spare bedroom studio, hence the name of it. So in the event that Aaron ever actually does (laughs) overindulge in a travel by proxy recording, Mm -hmm. he has a bed literally steps away from the microphones. Right. And we can always just like hang out and play video games, you know, because like we're friends and yeah, stuff. Yeah, we are. We are friends in real life, <laughs> uh, listeners. No, we're not. We're not faking it for the podcast. No, this we're, is... n- we're not like those weird people that secretly hate each other outside of their their <laughs> respective like. I always I feel bad for those people. Yeah, like you, you know, you you have to professionally deal with them, and you mm-hmm. don't personally like them. And I mean, everyone has coworkers that they kind of right. don't like, and you just kind of get along because you're at work, mm-hmm. and that's fine. It's like it's not a terrible thing, but it's more like when you have hosts that sit uh-huh. there, and especially like the morning show hosts that you hear about, it's like so and so doesn't like so and so. It's they have to work together for like five hours a day in a smallish room, mm-hmm. just talking to each other. For hours, and like I kind of commend them for being able to sound like they really enjoy each other's company while they're there, even if they don't really do that. Yeah, or like uh, Jamie and Adam from uh, Mythbusters. Like, I mean, they Mm. they don't dislike each other. They just they just don't get along. They don't get along very well. Like they have a very good professional relationship Mm -hmm. with each other. They just don't get along really well in their personal life. They also have very different ideas Mm -hmm. about what they want to do, and it's it's a great it's a great thing now that like. 
you know, Jamie, I don't think ever really wanted to be on television, mm-hmm. but he had the like wherewithal and the the chop. And Adam was kind of Adam, Mr. Yeah. Savage. He is the he is the crazy maker that does the crazy yeah. maker things and uh-huh. tests things out. Um, but Tested is an amazing channel, right? If you haven't watched that on YouTube, go do so. Plug. I feel like we're we should start a YouTube channel <laughs> just with all the plugs we make. Yeah, we need to. Uh, the The thing that my wife has been telling me that we need to do is uh, we need to get uh, you and your spouse and and me and my wife together find time to go to New York and just go to Brooklyn and find Greg from from uh, How to Drink. Oh yeah, and we need to have. She's like, you need a crossover. Like you guys need to be just on his show and he needs to be down. on your. It's, I mean, that's so weird. It sounds terrifying. That sounds so, Greg, really terrifying. If you're listening, a, I don't want to actually track you down in the city in which you reside, but I would love to have you on the show, and we would love yeah, to well, be on I mean, your we show. We do have the technology to bring you in without actually going to Brooklyn. <laughs> there is 2019. It's 2019. We can talk across great distances, even on video. Yeah, I have a very good webcam. Mm-hmm. Either way. Anyway, we're going pretty far afield. Uh, yeah, from we're the going to field. So Red Cow, we haven't even, talked, we haven't even talked about Red Cow. So Red Cow is a restaurant that has multiple locations in the Twin Cities area: St. Mm-hmm. Paul, the North Loop, and Uptown. And I said those really quickly, so I will say them not as quickly and not edit that part out. St. Paul, the North Loop, and Uptown. Mm-hmm. The one we went to most recently was in Uptown, right? Um, we had some delicious drinks and oh, some word. delicious food. And I, uh, I'm actually going through the photos that I took as we're looking at this, uh, mainly because I had to remember exactly what we got. Um, but so, my mouth is now watering because one, we're we're going through this. One of my favorite things about Red Cow is the fact that they have gluten free fries. Mm-hmm. And I have a I have a friend who eats gluten free because they have to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yay, body is not doing the things they're supposed to do, or boo, yep. you know, yeah. Sarcastic, yay, true boo. Yeah, we really love you. Forgot about the mini donuts we had. Right. Um, oh, mini donuts. Mm. I like. There is there is that part of me that like I don't remember seeing mini donuts all over the place outside of Minnesota mm-hmm. when I have traveled, and it's one of the things that like I miss, and I don't know that I'm going to miss until it's just not there. Like, we went to Home Depot the other day to yeah. get our vanity for our bathroom remodel. And I know that my wife is going to listen to this and she's going to be like, stop talking about the bathroom remodel all the time. But uh, there is... <laughs> there's you a- know, one of our fans is going to be like, show us pictures of the bathroom remodel. <laughs> uh, yes, it'll probably be Shelby. And she's already seen parts of it. Um, but uh, there is a there is a mini donut truck that is outside of that Home Depot all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it leaves for portions of winter. See, but now it's we know the Home there. Depot you go to because if it was the one with the Frankie's truck, then we know you go to the quarry. <laughs> I really have a problem with food trucks. <laughs> At Home Depot, no less. <laughs> like it's like you could pick out which Home Depot. Like, oh, I know that food truck, and I know which Home Depot it's at because <laughs> that's how much of a of a group of adults we are. It's like, oh no, I can't go to that Home Depot because the taco truck is there, and I can't go to the taco truck again. Yeah, because they don't <laughs> have as good of food as Uncle Frankie's. You know, okay. So this is a complete side note, but we need to go. Uh, there's there's the food trucks on White Bear Avenue. Mm-hmm. We need to try and go before they leave for the season. Oh yeah, there definitely. Is, there is ninja, ninja sushi. There's oh. a taco truck, and there is a I think there's a falafel truck. 
there was there was like five trucks when I drove by the other day, and I just remembered seeing the the, the taco truck and the the sushi place, and then they had like three others that were just kind of a little uh, and farther it away. It has been a while since we busted out our mobile mobile recording rig. Mm-hmm. We could dust a different mobile recording rig as That's well. That's true. We have two of them now. Oh, the things you accumulate. <laughs> the things you re- accumulate as a podcaster. I'll toast to that. And speaking of toasts, we have the absinthe cocktail here, which is sugar. Dissolved in water over absinthe. Yep. Um, sometimes uh, in the preparation, if you're doing the theatrical presentation for um, absinthe, you will uh, light the sugar on fire mm-hmm. because you pour the absinthe over the sugar mm-hmm. as you're mixing the drink, and then um, you know you start dripping the water into the sugar to kind of dilute the absinthe because. Like the purists really like the flavor of absinthe and like the flavor flavor of anise, mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't like the harshness of anise, and so the traditional preparation is adding the sugar to kind of add a little sweetness to go along with the absinthe to give it more of like a licoricey taste mm-hmm. rather than like the black licoricey taste. The thing, um, the thing that is cool about about absinthe is you can use it as just kind of like a background flavor mm-hmm. in a large assortment of cocktails just to kind of give that herbaceous right um you know feel to it because this is this is very very much just anise right um there there are no other flavors that hit my palate but anise yeah well mm. my favorite thing about um absinthe is the fact that it makes my tongue tingle and slightly numb when i drink it mm-hmm. which in retrospect probably isn't a good thing <laughs> But um, it's like uh, it's like the thing on the internet. The person was like, "Oh, I get the potato sweats. Don't you get those?" No, you're just allergic to potatoes. <laughs> no, but I mean, like there there is sort of a thing about like there there is a so there there are um, there are like sort of there's sort of woo. Are you familiar with the concept of woo? Woo? Yeah, W O O. So um, I mean, the only thing I know about woo is the woo girl, which oh. is. You know, yeah, everybody knows the woo girl. Yeah, no, so woo is basically a catch-all term to describe things that aren't real, but people think are real. Oh, yeah. So full disclosure, I am a natural-born skeptic. Okay. Um, and anything that I say, I completely respect people's, uh, you know, right to believe in the things that they want to believe in, as long as they don't cause harm, active harm to others. Yeah. Okay. There's my disclaimer out there. Act of harm to others. Now, that said, uh, one of the woo things is that, like, oh, you can suck on, like, licorice root to soothe your throat. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and there are some of those things that actually do make their way into things that I do consume because I like the soothing effects of them. Yeah. It's all because it's the difference between holistic healing and mm-hmm. homeopathic healing. Right. And so, and uh, an anise flavor with that licorice feeling, I think is probably one of the things that makes tricks my brain into thinking like, oh, you're consuming that like that like licorice kind of cough droppy thing, mm-hmm. which is why I'm probably getting a numb tongue right now. That makes sense. Or it could just be that I'm allergic to anise. Or it could just it could just be this psychosomatic thing yeah. that you were describing. I just wanted to say psychosomatic because it's really very, very rare that it comes up in conversation. And you wanted to test if your tongue was numb as well. All right, so, so far my tongue is feeling a normal. Back to Red Cow. Um, the <laughs> fantastic thing about Red Cow is that a, there is a very large portion of their menu that they do gluten free. So mm-hmm. if you are somebody that has to, for dietary reasons, eat gluten free, mm-hmm. they will um, make a lot of their dishes gluten free for you. Mm-hmm. 
I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Like just looking at the menu um, right now, you can get hummus, roasted cauliflower. You can get any of their burgers done gluten-free. Um, and their burgers are delicious. Mm. Um, they have a whole bunch of plant-based things that you can get. Um, you know, there, there are salads that you can get. All the salads obviously can be made gluten. Well, I shouldn't say obviously, but most, most, I mean, can be made gluten-free. Mm-hmm. You can get a gluten-free grilled cheese sandwich. That's actually really amazing. Or a gluten-free Reuben. Yeah. Like the gluten-free breads are really exactly. like hit and miss. And I, I think they do a really good one if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. I, I don't eat gluten-free generally. Yeah. I don't have to, so I don't make myself do so. Like we had that talk about, uh, you know, the herbivorous butcher. Like I tried mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff. It's not my bag, but I think it's really good. Uh, there are definitely some like gluten-free buns that I've had that I'm kind of like, I'd rather just not have bread. <laughs> right. Now, here's the thing. You can get their, not only can you get their French fries gluten-free, you can mm-hmm. get their sweet potato wedges mm-hmm. and their tots gluten-free. Yeah. The sweet potato wedges are really good. One of the hardest things to get when you're, when you have to eat gluten-free. Mm-hmm is uh is missing out on some of the things that you used to really enjoy Mm because you don't know what breading is used in certain things yeah there was um or fry oils that yeah for that matter i i like i think the trend of gluten-free has made it so much better for people people who actually have celiacs and have other um, like have really hardcore dietary dietary issues that can be helped with a gluten-free diet um because there are definitely those people um that don't really need to eat gluten-free and just choose to do so. And that's fine. Like if you make a choice and that is your thing, then do it. Awesome. Uh, but it, it has like, since it became kind of a fad, it has helped people that have like really severe gluten issues or issues with gluten or with their body having issues with gluten uh, to have food that they want to eat and not just be like, Oh, we went to this restaurant. They didn't have anything gluten-free. I guess I'm going to have some saltines and water. Again. So, um, I mentioned the burgers. Oh Aaron. god, they were delicious. Yeah. Um, so I I got into a conversation last week mm-hmm. about the distinction between a boutique burger and just like a burger. Okay. And well the reason is, um, because I, I, I sort of felt like you kind of have to separate them. Like because yeah. I, I feel like you kind of have to separate like like a maple bacon donut burger. Like, where it's, like, donuts and, like, mm-hmm. you know, patties mm-hmm. and, like, bacon and, like, all these kinds of fixins on top of a burger from something that is just, like, bacon, cheese, and lettuce, burger. tomato, mustard, and ketchup. Mm-hmm. You know? And sometimes, because sometimes they go really deep in the weeds on, like, grass-fed versus grain-fed beef and, you know, how locally it can but be But see, sourced. I think that is still, that still qualifies as a burger, as a regular burger, yeah. because that's just meat. It's more when they add all of that together. Right, exactly. And then it becomes, like, the weird, like, $18 cheeseburger that you're like, why am I spending this much money on a burger? Yeah. To be fair, um, I, again, I have to shout out to the uh, the half cow that we got because um, I, I have forty two more pounds of ground beef. <laughs> so <laughs> too much ground beef. So that said, like when I'm when I when I think about like the burgers at Red Cow, mm-hmm. there are very few of them that fit the mold as a classic burger. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are more of like that boutique style burger. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, they're still delicious. They're still delicious. They're, I mean, they're not pretentious, though. 
Like, they're really good, and they definitely have, like, a list of ingredients that's maybe too long for your standard burger joint. Yeah. But, like, it's definitely not... It, it is not... When they when you get a burger at Red Cow, it is delicious and it is uh it is worth every cent that you will spend on it. But they don't sit there and spend hours pontificating yeah. about how their burger is so much better than everybody no. else's. Sixty percent uh beef, forty percent ground bacon, yep, Wisconsin aged cheddar, beard mustard, and candied bacon. Yep. You get fat, uh you get that fat blend from you get <laughs> you fat. eat too many of them you will you, get fat no there's no exercise uh, you get that fat blend from the bacon mm-hmm. uh, like with the pork fat blending into it and mm-hmm. you get that the beef fat because you're using the 65 percent mm-hmm. like certified angus mm-hmm. and because you know i mean i can't really make assumptions but i'm guessing you know since they're a like a burger joint you know they're probably using like 80 20 beef yeah which is 80 percent which is 20 percent fat yeah, well, there's there's sort of this there's well, sort of there's there's so many yeah. people with so many arguments about you know is it eighty percent eighty eighty percent like chuck or uh, lean and and eighty yeah. percent or twenty percent fat. Um, some people are like eighty or seventy five twenty five. Some people are like ninety ninety ten. Yeah. Um, I I am firmly in the eighty twenty. Um, when I can get it mixed that way myself, right? Um, that is actually what we did with uh, the burger I was talking about mm-hmm. from, the, from the half cow. We had everything, you know. There's like there's tri tip and, and chuck that are in there, um, and I think short ribs as well right. has all been ground into this ground meat. Uh, but it's still an eighty twenty, you know, lean to fat ratio, right? And it's delicious, and I love those burgers, right? And the, and the thing that like fat has a lot of the flavor in it, yeah. And I think that's a lot of the thing that people miss out on when you're like, the reason that I think a lot of people tend to dismiss, you know, the classic American burger, or the classic like American burger is mm-hmm. you know, because they've, they're so used to those like really lean patties. Yeah. They, they've never, they don't really think about like that full flat, full fat flavor in the meats. Well, and a lot of that really came from the like fat-free movement of the 80s and 90s. Oh yeah, for sure. Where it was just like fat was terrible. Anytime that you had a fat, it's like it's the reason that like fat-free everything exists. Mm-hmm. And, you know, lately there's been a lot more research that's coming out. It's like, no, like fat is flavor. Mm-hmm. Fat, you know, there's certain things that there's certain fats that you need, you know, the omega-3s yeah. from fish or fish oil and right. all that kind of stuff. And it's like when it really boils down to it, like I am not the healthiest person on no. the planet. I'm overweight and I'm bald, and that has nothing to do with my health, but it's just something that is part of who I am. Um, but when I was at kind of my best weight, when I was, you know, I think it was like 170, and you know, I'm like I'm five eight. I'm not a huge person. I'm not a I'm not a short person. Um, but it's like I was kind of miserable because I was just focused so much on what my intake was, my calories in versus calories out, and I should lose. I could I could stand to lose at least thirty pounds right now, but I refuse to like give up taste just for just for a, a short amount of calories. Yeah. Now um, that said, mm-hmm. um. I'm going to digress a little bit from red cow just since we're on the beef topic. Mm-hmm. If you do have to eat like 93.7 or anything like that for, you know, health reasons, because yeah. there are people that can't consume that oh, much fat. Yeah. Um, the best way to do it get the, is to get the ground beef. Yeah. And actually make a good like spice seasoning blend yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, take take some oregano, take some uh, basil, a little bit like a good if amount of black gets, pepper. Yeah, get some Cajun a good amount of salt. In there. 
um, you know, some Worcestershire, Worcestershire mm-hmm. sauce, and if and you, mix it all together by hand, if you can, honestly, as far as the 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 ninety three seven, like if that's a dietary issue, but you can still have cheese, just make juicy Lucy's. Yeah. It will help. It'll help that so much. Mm-hmm. It'll add so much extra flavor, or just you know, think about what your toppings are going to be. If you're right. getting if you're getting the ninety three seven because of a specific reason. You're going to need more veggies anyway, mm-hmm. so get some really, like, get some butter lettuce. Yeah. Right? Get some nice, fresh-cut tomatoes. Grow your own tomatoes if you can. If you can't... Or if just, you don't like tomatoes. If you don't like tomatoes, you know, find find the thing that you like. Butter lettuce, I will say, bar none, like, try it. That's true. Yeah, if it does never, add a nice accent. Because it's, it's a silky, but mm-hmm. still it adds that crunch. You get the whole, like, you're eating leafy greens, which Plus. everyone needs. The cool part about butter lettuce mm-hmm. is the next day you can actually take it and use it to make like uh, like salad or lettuce cups mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. You can just chop up the leftover burgers exactly. and, you know, kind of fry them, get them a little crispy, mm-hmm. put some like Thai seasoning in there and it'll be really delicious. Mm-hmm. Maybe some teriyaki sauce. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm making or myself, sauce. I'm making myself hungry all this over the, again. This is the only thing that sucks about when we do this because we, we had pizza like what two hours ago yeah, now we did and uh we like mapped out what we were gonna do for episodes for the day and now we just sit and talk about food and now we're starving <laughs> <laughs> but no but okay. yeah like uh, the it'll it's a game changer if you uh if for those leaner meats if you just mm-hmm. add some spice blend into it it's adding it's adding spice blend making sure that you've got a good amount of pepper in there you don't need nearly as much salt because it's just a thing like because you don't want to if you're eating 93.7 for dietary reasons you're probably going to need a lower sodium intake anyway um maybe maybe not you I'm do not want a, doctor. a little bit of salt in there some but just you not gotta add a some lot. flavor to it um but either way like experiment with your food yeah like go to restaurants make food at home like find something that you enjoy and do it yeah so speaking of red cow mm-hmm. um talk about the cocktails we got okay so i took a whole bunch of photos so first off like i got the moscow mule which is pretty much a classic moscow mule um they have this whole thing that i'm not gonna read but it was pink peppercorn infused vodka and the house ginger beer now pink peppercorns are something i had not really interacted with until this point um it does add a nice color like it has kind of a little little pinky t- pinkish tinge uh, to the final product, uh, and it is spicy but not not hot. You know what I mean? Like oh yeah, it's, for sure. It's not like you're eating. You're not drinking hot sauce or anything, but there is definitely like a heat. Yeah, on your it was. Tongue. It was really cool. Yeah, I really really liked that drink. Um, it came in a really fun glass, and uh, it just. Every time that I went back to it, mm-hmm. it you know more flavors kind of popped up, and as it sat, you know the the house made ginger beer and that uh, the vodka really kind of fused together even more, um, and especially once the ice was gone, mm-hmm. it was really nice and it was diluted and everything was melding really well. Yeah, and I can't drink gin. I usually can't drink uh, Moscow meals because mm-hmm. ginger tends to uh, inflame my uh, everything. Well, it, I I have uh, issues with. Um, uh, reflux. Acid reflux. So, uh, yeah, I can't drink ginger beer. Mm-hmm. But uh, even I liked it. Yeah. The little that you had. And I did uh, I did go through, because they had their boozy and no booze side of their 
mm-hmm. um, like drinks menu. Which I actually tried. Uh, I tried their honeycomb, mm-hmm. and their honeycomb was absolutely delicious. I remember tasting some of that. Oh my word! Uh, the honey flavor to it was was sublime. Like but it wasn't it, overpowering. No, it wasn't overpowering. It was like a sweetened lemon soda. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was like ordering a sprite, but not like not like the lemon lime sprite. Mm-hmm. Just like a sweetened lime sprite. Yeah. And then it's like they're, you know, they have the old fashioned, they have a granddad sour, which is bourbon, le- bourbon lemon, lime, raw egg white, house bitters blend. Um, mm-hmm. And they have. And as I always say, mm-hmm. anytime you see a, um, a drink that's made with egg white, try it. Yeah. I mean, I know there's this whole like, on... oh my gosh, there's mm-hmm. egg whites. Let's avoid that. If it's on their main menu, though, especially. Yes. Because it's like, you know, we like we went to Norseman and they are just, you know, they're cocktail wizards yeah. and they're kind of kind of crazy in the best way. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you go to a neighborhood bar and it has something like a true old fashioned or a sour, really, it's like the true sour. I don't know why I said old fashioned. Um, it's probably because I was reading old fashioned down here. But anyway, a uh, true sour that has, uh, you know, the emulsified shaken egg white. Uh, that's just it's really just frothy. Oh, yeah. And creamy. Well, there's a reason they used to serve egg creams. Mm-hmm. Like it, uh, that just that the nice like frothy creaminess you get with uh, with that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's meringue. It's, yeah, is almost it's very close to getting it's like an a alcoholic meringue. meringue. Yeah, almost. it really is. Oh my word! Uh, uh, and uh, their beer list is mm. full of craft beers. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna find. I mean, it's it's hard to find a a good food menu, good craft beer, and good cocktail. All in one. All in one with a pretty decent happy hour. Yeah. I can't. I it's all, this place is, well, Uptown is always packed for happy hour. Oh my God, it is. And actually, I missed one. They do have a 50th in France location as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Back in the uh, the nice old Edina. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. No. no. Uh, what what other drinks did you have? Do you remember? Um, I think I just had the old fashioned in Moscow. Okay. Let me double check. Uh, oh, no. I wanted to have the to be continued. Mm. Um, and give me a second. I need to zoom in on that. Uh, so it's Novafogo Kachaka, I think. It's mm-hmm. C-A-C-H-A-C-A. Yep. I know what that is. Okay. And uh, Tattersall Grapefruit Crema, um, Apple Cider, Lemon, and Cinnamon. Ooh. And it sounded it sounded so good, but it was right after our live show um, that in that particular day. And so it was very much like... I needed to not drink that much more. Yeah, and it's not on their menu anymore either. Mm-hmm. That bums me out. But you know what is hmm. on their menu right now? Um, it is a, a agua fume, agua which fume. is mezcal, sparkling water, lime, and hibiscus. Ooh! So, like, you remember when we tasted mezcal? Sounds smoky and refreshing all right. at once. You add in the hibiscus. I mm-hmm. think that'll add like that floral mixing with mm-hmm. that smokiness to just really like mashed together for a flavor explosion in your mouth Mm. that's that sounds delicious we also need to do a tiki episode we really do you know what we're gonna do we're gonna do our tiki episode after our next uh five episode break yeah we're gonna have to we should stop making promises on the podcast though (laughs) because you know how long it took us to bring maggie on Uh, that was after like it took us what, uh, 31 ep- 30 episodes to bring maggie on and she talked to us at uh six episodes about yep. hey i love waldman and i love german sausage i'd talk to you about that anytime <laughs> the well i mean 
it's it's more of a we have the podcast, but we also have lives and That's jobs true, outside yeah. of it. That you know, if this was a hundred percent our job and our livelihood, I think it'd be a lot different because we could do you know two of these a day. We could, yeah, and easily, just, you know, and then we could do trips, and then they'd just be trickling out mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But we don't have those kind of resources. We just talk about where we go as often as we have gone. Yeah, that's true. But so, um, I gotta say, since we've both been a red cow, mm-hmm. we have to put this on oh, our arbitrary completely review arbitrary review scale. It's been a few episodes since we've it had it. It has been a few episodes since we've used it. So, for our listeners who are not familiar with it or just joining us, mm-hmm. the completely arbitrary review scale is where Aaron and I decide to review a place by the thing that would always bring us back yes. because we be- we believe that you should never review something about something that's negative you should just say about the thing that would make you go back to it exactly and it, it's i think for me with the red cow um it, it really does come back to the like the meat mix of the burger yeah it's it's so worth it it really is because yeah. it's you know I could I could pontificate for a while. I'm just gonna say like, if you if you can't go to the Red Cow, make that mixture yourself. 60 percent, yeah, eighty twenty uh, beef and forty percent bacon. That's just yeah, ground just up grind together. It up. Yep. For me, it's the assortment of gluten free options because mm-hmm. I have I have a friend that's gluten. I have a couple of friends that are gluten free, and mm-hmm. I love having a place that we can all go. Because that is the thing with people who have food allergies. There's a lot of times where you have that, like, we need to go to a place. Like, I can't go there. Yeah. And you feel bad because you want to include them. We're out of time for today, but that doesn't mean our show has to end. You can contact us by leaving a comment at travelbyproxy.com or by emailing fans at travelbyproxy.com. Our Travel by Proxy theme is Good Day by Alex, copyright 2012. Our closing music is Now We're Talking by Jerris, copyright 2015. Both are licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license and can be found at dig.ccmixter.org. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and we wish you... A look out your window. Walking with you and your moving peace stones and your rearranging all the pieces that you find. Now we're talking about things and places, all the names and the faces, all the people that you love.